Bonga Jamini is a South African actor best known for his role as Mkonto Ulu in the television show Uzalo. And of course, he's also graced our screens having acted in Istembiso, Muvango, Ashes to Ashes, Rhythm City, Istingo, Zone 14, Saints and Sinners, and more. Bonga has equally built a name for himself in theater, having acted in Hamlet, Shagazi, Puzzle, Too Late, and A Play in the Park in theaters across Dwane, Botswana, Canada, Durban, and Johannesburg, respectively. He's also flexed his dance skills when he took part in the FNB Dance Umbrella and Jomba Dance Festival. Bonga studied drama and voice at Durban University of Technology and drama and voice at Dwane University of Technology. More recently, he starred as supporting lead in playwright Jerry Powers' 1976, which premiered at the Durban Playhouse on June 17th, 18th, and 19th. The production features Mtobisi Kanile, Tobega Ndwandwe, Melusi Yeni, Baby Tele, Ndlaganipo Mapumulo, Nogutula Mabiga, and Stembiso Zungu, with creative input from Mondli Ngobo. 1976 was staged to commemorate June 16th and the youth of 1976 who took to the streets in protest and stood up against the apartheid system that, already oppressive, wanted to set black school children back further by introducing Afrikaans as the primary medium of instruction. Welcome to Deeply Rooted World, Bonga. How are you doing? I'm fine. Thank you so much. Amazing. Yeah. Now... Growing up, did you always want to become an actor? I think so. But when I knew for sure, I think it was around about 1996 when I saw a play by Mbongeni and Tua. The name of the show was Oza Albert. So when I saw that on a VCR, I remember my aunt um, had a, a VCR and there was this tape just lying around and nobody was watching it. We had all other ones watching them repeatedly. And then I decided to take this particular one one day and just played it. And I saw this thing, I could not understand what it was. And I think it lasted for like an hour to two hours. Only later on, I understood what it was. And when I saw the thing, I just could not get over that. Mm. You know, I was like, what was that? Who are these guys? So, yeah. And how old were you then? I was already 21. Okay. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> I, was a, I was a child. No, I don't remember. Maybe like, I don't know, maybe like nine. I yeah. don't know. I don't know. Yeah, and from ten. that moment, you knew. I knew. Yeah. I knew. I just saw my people. I saw yeah. two angels on, on this thing and I wanted to be part of them and be part of this world. Mm. Yeah. Amazing. Now, what would you say have been some of the major challenges along your journey to getting to where you are now? Then I think there's, I think they've become problems more than anything, to be honest. And I think it's problems that um, not only me are facing. Um, I think the lack of not being taken seriously as an industry as a whole, and also as just individuals in terms of if the country, because I think it's beyond, I think it's beyond me, it's beyond my colleagues, it's beyond the industry, you know, there is powers that are beyond all of us as a collective. In the, mm. So I think if the country or the, 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 the government does not understand that um, our industry is the voice and the face for this nation, mm. then they will never respect us. And I think right now they're just not understanding or accepting that we are the voices and the faces of this country, whatever we put out there. That is the definition of us as a nation. 
So if we invest more in that, then everybody will understand us and everybody wants to be part of us and come to this country and grow as a nation. Mm. I love that you've said that. So basically these are structural, uh, systemic changes that For need sure. to happen, changes of perception. Yeah. And and the bigger t- the biggest question is, if I can see this, then how come the minister cannot see this? Mm. Surely they do. So why then they can't do this mm. and just make sure that we get the right money and we get the right um, everything mm. um, and, and just be a country that uh, the world can respect and love? I mean, the Chinese have done, the, uh, have done this and they're still doing it. Um, the, um, in India, they're doing this. They're amazing. In Hollywood, they're doing this. Why can't we do the same thing? And all of us want to go to these countries and see these landmarks and mm. cultures and food and people because we see these things on film. So we also have to do the same thing as a nation. Brilliant. Yeah. So put our artists uh, as our, be- our best foot forward, basically. For sure. Amazing. We have to. Yeah. We have to. I love that. Uh, for someone who hasn't trained and is knowledgeable in the different acting techniques, applied on screen yeah. uh, and then in theater, mm-hmm. what would you say are the major differences uh, between these two formats? Um, five years ago, I was going to be like ruthless with that answer and be like, yeah, people should go and train so you can have techniques and understand and you can see beyond. But then as you grow, you realize that some people do have um, the characters that we trying to become and we trained to be able to become those characters and some people just come out as as those people that we want to portray mm-hmm. and it's only fair for them to get that opportunity and become who they've already been gifted to be and they can learn along the way you know however to train and to understand it is it's always the best thing ever because now you will be able to invest in the industry because now we get a lot of people that um, they want to be actors, they want to be famous, they want to be this and mm. that. They come in three, four years down the line, they're gone. Somebody else comes, somebody else comes. So people should come in and be able to learn, earn money and invest back in the industry by teaching, by doing more, by contributing in this way or the other. You can't just come, work, take money, go. Yeah. Work, you know, you come, you work, you get money, go and be broke. Yeah. And they keep on doing that and we are allowing that to happen in the industry. So when people um, are trained, then they know that there's value. Mm. They know that you can do so much more. You can invest back in the industry so much more and then you can grow, grow within the industry as well. I really like what you said because it, it sounds like the dynamics of a relationship between the actor and the industry. Yeah. And I think in any relationship, it's never just a take, take, take. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. So for the person or the actor coming in to understand that there also has to be a certain amount of giving back, is that what you're saying? It's a must, absolutely. Yeah, okay. we can't have these cute, pretty people coming yeah. in and out. Speaking yeah. about giving back, uh, yeah. you mentioned an upcoming uh, project. I'm not yes. sure if you can speak about I can, it. And of course, I amazing. Can. Yeah. I'd love for you to just uh, touch on mm-hmm. the the project that you mentioned with the high schoolers. For sure. Um, so what I've decided to do, I came up with an idea or a concept, and the, the idea is basically to go around Durban, and going to schools in particular, high schools and high primary schools, 
and teaching them about negative impact of social media, mm-hmm. cyberbullying, bullying in real life, and just depression and peer pressure and those kind of things. Because we are now in the times where social media is so powerful and influencing all of us, even adults, how yeah. to teach, how to lead and all of that. So for the kids to know and understand the negative impacts of social media that it could have in their lives and daily lives, it's very important because mm. now they draw from that. Who am I? Yeah. What am I? What do I want to become? They see all of that on social media. So online, if you don't have scientists, but we've got a lot more actors. Everybody wants to be an actor now. Yeah. But if we've got the others also, they need to understand that what you see there is what is there, not what is available to you as a mm. human being. So you need to grow as a full, a well-rounded human being beyond social media. Yeah. Yeah. I, I love that. I mean, I'm a mom. Um, yeah, yeah. We see the impact of social media on mm-hmm. our young people, how sure. it's such a, a big part of their lives. You know, they're on yeah. TikTok all the time. Sure. Um, and speaking as as someone in our generation who they describe as digital migrants, you know, those yeah. of us who come from the pre-digital into the digital, sure. you you know, you've just raised this, this point, uh, would see nobody really teaches you how Mm. to survive social Mm. media no one teaches you the rules of engagement yeah you know so is is that kind of basically what it is yes definitely it is and um even the things that they like like and understand or they think they understand they need to know more about those things where are these things leading me in the next Mm. 10 15 20 years you know and um, everybody wants to be pretty now. Everybody wants to be beautiful and have mm. these brands and have these vacations and locations and these cars and everything else. And not everybody's um, enjoying those things. Sometimes you can just drive a car for a day and post their car for the next two, three months, mm. you know, as if it's your car. So it's not, every, everything you see there is not reality. It's, they, there's, there's a lot of acting and branding placements and things of that nature mm. yeah all the best uh with those workshops it sounds really valuable sure. Sure. yeah um the writer and director of 1976 had this to say as someone who worked closely with young people i've been observing that our young people are angry all they do is point fingers they don't participate in community issues they don't participate in politics They don't participate in governance. And so I thought it's important that we engage with our youth to say to them, if you don't participate, nobody will do it for you. Why do you think, Bonga, that the youth of today do not participate as much as we need them to? I mean, I remember when I was in Germany and I was shocked that the face of protest in Europe are young people, you know. But coming back to SA our youth would rather get lit and be at Groove every weekend, you know. Why do you think that is? Such a complex question, and I'm glad you made that example as well, that in other countries it's the opposite. And it shows the problems and the the deep-rooted problems we have. And if then the youth is like that, imagine the parents, Mm. us, who are raising them, how rotten and misled and confused and we are Mm. if our production is like that Mm. so we are more of a problem as leaders than the youth Mm. it's a fact 
Um, so if we can see those things and see the youth going through those things and not taking responsibility, it means we are worse than them. That's what it means. So the problem is us as the leaders, as the parents, then the youth. We can change those things by being honest as a nation. We do not have the capacity and the power, not because it's not available, but because no one is willing to make it available for all of us mm -hmm. at the same time so we can have the impact and the power we deserve to have as people. So our youth are just, the youth is just displaying our failures mm -hmm. and they're just becoming who we are, who we, we, who we are as failures and failing to become the heroes and the leaders they're supposed to be. But one day they will find a way and the way they will find would not be probably the way we want, but somebody has to at some point. Mm. Yeah. I love your answer because it goes against all these uh, stereotypes that, yeah. firstly, that men do not like accountability. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. Um, but you've, you've been mature and responsible and wise enough to say it is on us. For sure it is. Yeah. You know, would see yeah. kids um, replicate what they see. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And and bringing it back to the role of leadership within yeah. young people's lives. Yeah. Yeah. And maybe also the youth, because they've got the energy and the yeah. time, um, and they've got a lot of numbers behind them. Mm. Maybe it's time to realize that for them to change all of this, maybe our elders, they need to go home and rest. Mm. Yes. It's about time. Yes. Yeah. For some fresh yeah. vision and sure. energy yeah. into the system. Yeah. I mean, you take somebody who's like 60 yeah. or older and you ask them, please define 2023. And you mm. take a young girl, a young man who is 21. Yeah. Two different answers. So you can't lead somebody that you don't even understand how they view the world at mm. the times. Brilliant, brilliant answer. Yeah. We'll see it's a time for freshness, time mm. for new vision, inspired thoughts. Like. I love it. Yeah. Okay. Now let's bring it closer to home. What do you believe the role of the artist is in bringing about positive social change yeah. in our country? I think for us to have, to embrace the truth, um, this is not going to sound good, but it's the truth. We have to get paid, mm. first and foremost, before we can even talk about anything. We have to get paid. And when I say that, I mean we have to be able to afford safety and security in every way, first and foremost. Because if you don't do that, or if you don't have that, then you're going to be a liar to yourself and to everybody else. You'll never be able to achieve anything because you think with your stomach. Mm. We have to get paid. We need that money, we deserve that money. And then the truth will come out as it should. We already know what's good, what's not, and we know the truth. Yeah, it, it touches on Maslow's hierarchy of needs, you know, yeah. so powerfully that in order for any human, whether they're an artist or not an artist, yeah. like you're saying, security, yeah. food. Yeah. I mean, we've all seen how most artists start sleeping on couches or friends. For sure. Every time. Every season. Yeah. Different face, you know? I mean, it's crazy. I mean, to be in Joburg and to be here at the same time, because the point is to make money. Yeah. At the same time, I'm trying to change my life. I'm trying to change other people's lives. Mm. And it's too much. Actually, yeah. Not today, yeah. 
And, you know, touching on that, I, I'd even go as far as saying that that specific disposition mm. of needing one's basic needs met even affects the quality of the art. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm going to say this again because, mm. you know, our leaders, because I've met so much of them. Mm. Honestly, some of them are even from my family, mm. you know, so I'm not afraid of being honest because it's just the truth. Yeah. I mean, you meet these leaders like now with the Playhouse. The Playhouse is amazing. I mean, they've given us this opportunity. They continue to give me this now opportunity to, to go to schools. And you meet these leaders, our leaders mm. from government. Um, they're watching us, you know, by shaking our hands. I mean, I've been in, in the industry for 16 years, mm. you know, and they're shaking our hands, oh, amazing work, amazing this, amazing that. And then you're thinking to yourself, but I'm amazing, but I can't even afford a piece of bread. Yeah. I perform you here every time. Yeah. Um, it makes no sense. Yeah. It makes no sense. Yeah. I look forward to when younger people are making more yeah. uh, decision-making powers, especially around budget. I mean, sure. you see places like Europe, once again, as an example, yeah. where there's uh, even housing that mm -hmm. is accommodating for artists and freelancers. Yeah. So yeah. we have a lot of work to do. <laughs> a lot of work. Yeah. The, the role of happiness uh, within the play, 1976, was one that provided reason and inspiration to the lead, Nkululego, sure. as we watch their love story develop amidst the turmoil. Mm -hmm. I often say that our generation are faced with a different type of warfare. Yeah. Our generation is faced with a lot of gender warfare, you know, and unfortunately, oh. us mm -hmm. Black people are the ones who are really ascribing to it and affected by it. How do you see us healing ourselves, our relationships, our families, and ultimately society when the majority of young men and women on social media are hurting and hating each other? Uh, amazing question. Absolutely incredible, honestly. Because the world has become more politicized than anything. You see, because now that, that question demands an answer that is so profound and so simple. Because even to begin with, what is the definition of a male and what is the definition of a female? Mm. We are lost already. Mm. So now when we come together as a male and a female, no one knows who's who. Mm. We've got a, a man who is at home, doesn't have a job, and yeah. the woman goes to work. He he is now with the kids or whatever the case might be. So now who, who is the man? Mm. The woman. Once a woman is a man, automatically the system shifts mm. and it shifts to a point and directions that nobody can be able to understand or explain or even to exist. Um, but it goes deeper than, because some, some people can be like, no, but I don't want to work or whatever the mm. case might be. It's fine. But by nature, men have to be able to provide. Because once you provide, you can lead. Yeah. Once you can lead, then you can grow and raise people, you know, as, as a family. And then it goes to the community, to the village, to the mm -hmm. continent, you know, and the world. So if at home, that opportunity you cannot even have mm -hmm. simply because of the system, then the whole family structure will collapse. Mm -hmm. So we'll never be able to find each other as female and male 
if we do not have, if we don't um, solve those problems. Yeah. So as we meet, we meet each other in the street and wherever we go, we're already confused. Mm. I mean, I've got this beautiful young lady who has this beautiful car and a home, and I've got this beautiful man who has nothing. Mm. And this lady keeps on having or getting this job opportunities and she grows mm. and the male, not so much. Then you ask yourself, how is yeah. now the system saying women are better workers or better employees or better business people, therefore the government is going to favor them? Mm. Or that's not the case. Or it's being done so something else can happen. Mm. So a man can be a woman and a woman can be a man and everybody's confused. Mm. Not because I'm saying men should have money and women should not, or men should have more, women should not have. I'm saying nature says men have to be more accountable in the department of providing mm. as a woman has to be more accountable in the uh, department of nurturing mm. by nature. I'm in full agreement. Yeah. Um, without sounding too conspiracy theorist, <laughs> yeah. I, I do believe that, um, you know, the black family units has throughout time yeah. been targeted. For sure. And um, I think it's just a matter of, you know, those of us within this play yeah. of warfare to just see it for what it is. Yeah. Like you're saying, yeah, for sure. it's a disruption of the order, which yeah. not only affects us on personal levels, but wider society. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Yo, hi. It's time to wake up. <laughs> we have to. We have to. Yo, I know that was a really uh, deep question and you handled it tremendously well. My last question is, how has being part of 1976, the theater production, impacted you as a person and an actor? I mean, I think these are constant reminders that we are not doing enough, mm. I'll be honest. These are constant reminders that things are still the same. I mean, if I can sit here and talk about the body of work I've done and some of the things I'm still doing, and nobody knows who I am, and nobody understands what I stand for. Um, even my family members don't even know what I stand for. Mm. Then there's a big problem mm. there. And I've been doing the same thing for 16 years, only growing, you know? Then there's a big problem there. And so to do this play, where I can just walk outside right now and be like, do you know 1976, the musical, somebody, no, actually everybody will say no. It's a problem, mm. you know. Then it's just a constant reminder of of the things we're not doing and the things that we're supposed to be doing. So it was just another um, reminder to say you're not doing enough as a group of actors or as a group of whoever, you know, or whatever the case might be. But nobody's doing what they're supposed to, do, to be doing at the moment. And we need to find ways to be able to come together and do these things and be more consistent. I mean, one of the guys I know personally, he's like 30 something, right? Mm. He came and watched the show. He's like, dude, I was just saw a theater show for the first time in my life. I'm like, what? Right. Yeah. So we can't have that. We need yeah. to be able to be accessible. But more than that, people should be able to have these things wherever they are. These theater shows and these writers and directors and government fundings should get to the people. 
What would you say are some of the challenges in accessibility to theatre for the general public? I think it's a... I don't think it's a mistake. I mean, you look at the uh, pre-94, there were like theatre shows and theatre plays and writers, Arthur Fugert and all these amazing actors. And they all had like powerful storylines and powerful writers. And suddenly after 94, they're gone. Mm. Why? Because we've got nothing to fight for. I mm. don't think so. Uh, but why after 94, everything starts dying down? 2023, nobody's interested in theater and nobody's interested in writing new material and things that we're going through now. Why is that? Because nobody's gonna fund them. Why can't you find somebody who's gonna fund the show and find the writers to speak about the problems we're facing today? Mm. What do we have to hide? Is it because theater, we know what it can do as mm. it has done it before? Now we don't want the same thing to happen to us? I don't know. I don't know, that's the answer. So it's a powerful tool. Of course it is, yeah. yeah. So if it's powerful, then somebody has to shut it down me. Mm. Who knows? These are really um, deep conversations yeah. to have. And, and it also draws once again to the power of mm. art. Yeah, for sure, for sure. So, because yeah. if you then allow these shows and these plays and um, actors to go to the communities and say, these are the problems we have. These are the problems we have. The community is going to be like, what? We need to solve this. Who's in charge of this? Who's in charge of that? And then maybe, you, yeah. yeah. Maybe somebody has to slow that a little bit down. Mm. Yeah. You're making me think. <laughs> yeah, these are very provocative. Yeah. Thought-provoking, actually. For sure. Uh, For sure. Things to think about. Yeah. yeah. But also, I would like to add that um, we do have good leaders somewhere mm. and um, but we have amazing leaders nowhere mm. and we need to change that yeah we we, we because <laughs> um, somebody asked me i need to say these things you know we, we never get these opportunities every day yeah somebody asked me no somebody was asking somebody else and i was there that's the story and they were asking this other actor, they were like, how come you're so gifted and you work so hard and have worked with so many people and yet we never see you on TV as we used to see you before? Mm. Are you blacklisted? You know, and the guy didn't know whether he was or not. Mm. But then there were more conversations after that and more questions and more everything. And then it makes you wonder, you know, that um, do we have things that are going on behind the scenes that we think? Maybe that's not put that thing in there. I'd like to add on to that. I know we're closing. Yeah. Do you feel that we're at a place yeah. as an industry within South Africa yeah. to now create a bee industry? or a parallel industry? I mean, as, as we see in thriving creative industries like the States, like Europe, sure. there are these um, parallels, these dual, these multiple layers of industry. So you have like an A-level or you have like the commercial and then you have the underground, which yeah. isn't necessarily tied to poverty, but is also sure. a thriving voice. Yeah. Do you feel we're there yet as South Africa or 
do you feel we still have a way to go in as individuals mm -hmm. maybe sidelined you know those individuals or artists sidelined um maybe grouping together and forming something solid mm. wow um because in this country for now and it's been like this for a long time people are dependent on the government once you piss off the government good luck to you mm. especially when you're black especially mm. when you're an artist especially when you are depending on things that um, government is providing you with um then you need to watch what you're saying it's that's the nature of life mm. not because the government is against you but government is in charge and therefore you need to you need to mind your your, your language mm. and the truth is painful to hide and i'm one of those people that i just cannot hide the truth mm. you know and some of the things i've said here i know a lot of people are not going to like them and these are influential people and um but at the end of the day we need to be honest we need to find ways and say things and do things because for the past 16 years chances are nobody has ever heard me saying anything much basically that has to do with this type of context mm. but it's because i've been quiet yes. so imagine you you quiet for 16 years still nothing much changes maybe mother as well just say something i'm with you there and say I'm well guys you know for 16 years i've been quiet let me come out yeah action yeah action yeah. this is you know yeah. so that's where i am to be honest and to be and to say the truth and the truth has to be good for everybody else because if then i pay the price somebody else will be okay with it mm. or somebody else will have a better opportunity tomorrow so might as well you know say something however mm. something has to change i mean those who are sidelined they have to make a plan mm. those who are in the mainstream have to make a plan because at the end of the day either they're going to remove you or you're going to be removed from there and you're going to be part of this group or mm. whatever the case might be i'm just saying that whoever is in charge and whoever has a voice has to have they have to use their power they have to use their voices that's a very powerful call to action you've left us with bonga yeah. in this interview and we want to thank you for mm -hmm. your courage in sharing your truth mm -hmm. i believe that the play itself 1976 really yeah. set the tone for us to have this type of real candid mm -hmm. conversation for sure And um yeah do you have any pieces of advice I do. uh for young artists out there for young people out there to absolutely, share Absolutely absolutely First and foremost I'd like to say my ways of thinking have been inspired by my family members and my community my village in particular So whatever I say I draw from them whether they like it today or they don't I'm still one of them and I still draw from them so they'll be disliking themselves and discrediting themselves and blacklisting themselves with me not because I'm against anybody mm. that's number one number two the youth black people in particular mm. because of obvious reasons they're in poverty poverty says you die early diseases mm. so black people in particular the youth um they need to know the truth they're suffering and to pretend and to act as if we are okay it's not going to get us anywhere social media maybe social media for us as a third world country as africans 
as South Africans, as black people, maybe social media for us right now. It's not for us to dance and sing and be part of challenges. Maybe it's social media for us right now. It's to make sure that we are honest with who we are and the things that we go through every day. We're gonna sing, we're gonna dance later. Mm. I'm getting goosebumps on goosebumps here. This is the call to action that we need. Yeah. This is the truth, the level of truth we need, sure. Bonga. So thank you so much thank for you. not giving us what we wanted, but yeah. what we needed. Sure. Um, thank you so much. How can people reach out to you? How can people find you on yeah. social media? This is a conversation that I believe does not just stop here. For sure, yeah. It should continue as it leaves ripple effects, you know, with those listening, those yeah. watching. Yes. So my handle on Instagram <laughs> is Bonga Lamini one underscore. And on Facebook, it's Bonga Lamini. On Twitter, I think also it's Bonga Lamini one underscore. It should be. Okay. I also can just search Bonga Lamini. Amazing. And for sure. Yeah. Yeah. And I'd like to thank you, honestly, for this opportunity. Mm. I love these conversations. May God bless you. I thank you so much. Thank you so much. That was Bonga Jamini, who starred in the theatre production 1976, which just premiered at the Durban Playhouse this June. Thank you so much. Thank you, ma'am. Yes. Thank you so much.